Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're listening to Mighty House. I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is back. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Maggie Rad. We're broadcasting worldwide and live, mightyhouse.net, tunein.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and preview shows available at mightyhouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on homeimprovementusa.com. Find links to all of them at mightyhouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at mightyhouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. If you give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline, it's 877-711-5611. That number again, 877-711-5611. You will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. A new kitchen, new bath, new addition. The brand new Niles Design District has everything you need to renovate your home. Nearly 10 home improvement businesses are offering expert advice, competitive pricing, and superior products on Milwaukee Avenue in Niles. Check them out at NilesDesignDistrict.com. Dot com. Um, I, Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say I wanted to get through a little bit more of the clutter clarity. Okay. I know we have a phone call, but I just want to finish up. C- finish up. Um, George Foreman Grill. Do Anybody have one of those? Yes. What's okay. wrong with that? I'm just saying there are some things that people find necessary, some that people find unnecessary. So I was just asking you, you're George Foreman Grill? Yeah, we use it all the time. Okay. I see Throw them. Throw two, two burgers on there, boom, done. Quick, easy cleanup. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I see them at every garage sale and rummage sale and flea market <laughs> in the world. Um, how about a cupcake maker? Instead of taking a cupcake tin and pouring the batter and putting your oven... There are actually machines now that you plug in to make cupcakes. <laughs> I'm going to say that's kind of unnecessary. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. It's like one at a time? No, you could still do like six cupcakes, but it's a little, remember those like Betty Crocker ovens? It's kind of like a plug-in cupcake maker. Does it have a light bulb in it then? Yeah, but would that go right along with like the bread maker? Well, some people say a bread maker is not necessary. The nice thing about a bread maker is you could set it to cook while you're sleeping, to turn on and turn off on your own. So you have warm bread when you get up in the morning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not have to worry. So is it safer, you know, to leave your oven on or your bread maker on? Bread maker. Yeah, bread maker. If I wasn't so lazy, I I actually had a bread maker and I gave it away, but it's delicious. There's like nothing like it. Right, but that's the problem. (laughs) I'll eat the whole loaf, Mm -hmm. so that's why I can't have that. Um, have you seen cereal dispensers? At hotels? Yes. They sell them for people's homes now. I mean, not that they, not now, but that's an unnecessary thing. In my book, you don't need on your counter to take up more space, a big, large thing like the size of a blender to dispense cereal. It's called the box. getting the the mice getting in. No. (laughs) Banana slicer. Huh? Have you seen this? No. It's a little plastic thing in the shape of a banana and you put it on like an apple core slicer you know how you put, yeah. push it down yeah. which is a kind of cool thing and then you get your nice sliced apples that's what, that's what a knife is for right if you can manage 
with the apple core slicer thing to not have the apple slip across the counter while you're trying to press on it, <laughs> then it does a great job. But uh-huh. that's really hard to do. Okay. Um, fondue set. That's one of those things yeah. that people will use once or twice. That's just a bunch of toothpicks, right? Yes. Just a piles yes. of long toothpicks. Yes. That you just heat up with a little candle underneath. Right. Oh, yeah. So you need a little pot, the right. oily pot too. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about those little gadgets? And these are like from probably Victorian times or earlier. It's the pickle picker upper. The pickle picker upper. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> in a tube and then you push it and then the little claw comes out, can pick up your olive or your pickle and then drop it and then the claw goes back down. Huh? It's a little tube, like a straw. So picture a straw with a little claw in there. And you push the little thing, and the claw comes out. It's the thing you have in the garage for picking up straws. Oh. Or screws, rather. You know, your oh, screwdriver. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Pickle picker upper. Okay, so now I'm going to um, just mention a couple things. Asparagus steamer. You guys have an asparagus steamer? Yeah, pot. Yeah, pot. With water in boiler. it. So let's say 30 years ago when I was getting married and was going to register, because, you know, that's when people, everybody started registering. Now it's like, whoosh, it's like crazy. And I was walking around Crate and Barrel, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, look, it's an asparagus steamer. How and, cool. How cool. And then I turned and I walked out. Uh-huh. And I said, this is ridiculous if I'm going to register and ask somebody to buy me an asparagus steamer. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't eat asparagus at all, then it's different. Animal. Right. It was just ridiculous that I thought, wow, I want somebody to buy me an asparagus steamer. What the heck was I going to do with an asparagus steamer? <laughs> Um, however there is another thing that i use and a lot of people say that this is cluttery Um, if you have a lot of canned tuna or canned chicken there's this little press that you can put it in it's the size and shape of the can and it has little holes in it you press down all the oil or water comes out yeah it comes with the oil it comes with the oil press when you buy the can of tuna it's the lid yeah yeah well this (laughs) it comes with it why do you need to buy another one it's just really cool. And I used to have a lot, used to eat that a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't anymore. So I don't have the press anymore. But it's awesome because it gets you the little edges to really push down and it's filled with holes. So all the oil just shoots out. It's much more, not accurate's not the word, but much more. It's more better. It's more better. Okay. It's more better than the lid. So that's something like people are like, uh, you know what? If you have a lot of tuna and chicken, that's okay. And then uh, my sister bought me for Christmas an egg cooker. An egg cooker? To cook hard-boiled eggs. Uh, so it's a pot? No, no, no. You plug it in. No. Yes. Because I'm a freaking <laughs> lunatic. And I would call her all the time and go, how many minutes <laughs> do you boil the water, then put the eggs in? And so for Christmas one year, she just got me one. Well, it's until they sink, right? Isn't that what you do? Who freaking knows? That's why she bought me one. Isn't it? Isn't that what it is, Rich? When they sink I, to the bottom, they're done. Uh, no, I no. They just time them. Three minute eggs. That's it. Boil water, drop it in three minutes. No, it's like fifteen minutes. No. No, it's like fifteen minutes. I don't know. But anyway, <clears throat> so now I don't have to call her all the time and ask her. So yeah, a lot of people would say, you know, that's a wasteless, useless gadget because you just have a pot and water. But for somebody mm-hmm. who keeps calling, you plug it in, you poke holes in it, you put the eggs in, you could do six at a time, and it steams them, and it goes, bing, they're done. Excellent. Salad spinner, that's the last thing I'm going to say, salad spinner. Salad spinner? Yes, to dry your lettuce. So you rinse off your lettuce, you put it in the spinner, you go, rear, 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 rear. How, how's that go? 
rear, rear, okay. rear, rear, rear. And it, I, I the sure. um, centrifugal motion uh-huh. gets the water out. Uh-huh. People, please. I have a client, not the one you're thinking of, yeah. another person, and she has two. And she's like, mm, no, I use them. I'm like, you cannot use two at one time. Well, one's you, in the dishwasher while she's using the other one. How right? often do you need a salad spinner? Anyway, those are some of the things that some people love, some people hate. But when you're looking at downsizing, really take a look at how often you would use your egg cooker. Excellent. Who do we have on the phone there, Fresh Meat? Okay, so we got Peggy uh, from Chicago. She's on got three? a question. Uh, yep. Yes, she's got a question on um, kitchen and bathroom uh, exhaust. Okay. Cans. Peggy, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hey. Thank you. You thank, took my th- call. I'm not too late. No, thanks. I thanks for love, thanks for calling in. I love that section about that. You know, stuff that you know you use or don't. Uh-huh. You guys know stuff about implements I never heard of. It's like <laughs> asking a surgeon and picking up a thing and what do you use this for, doctor? Uh-huh. It's just it was a great bit. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Did you hear that, Rich? Rich. Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't tell her. Um, thank you. I'm sorry. I love the one about you can put spaghetti in between the. I I don't know. What oh, that was, about, that was, was really rich. funny. It's a sandwich press. Yeah, the sandwich press. They're for they're for anyway, camping. I, you should you should really tape that because nobody's ever going to hear it, and it's like <laughs> funny. I mean, somebody should get that on. I'm. Uh, it, we it, do that. Really it, it is who's live. You should have that on his show. I mean, it's like, and yep. now for the Mighty House bit. You yeah, know, right. Like, People would just take that and run with it. Anyway, no, I'm sorry. It's for your show only. Go. Anyway, I have two exhaust fans, one in the bathroom, one's in the kitchen. Okay. Should they be running all the time, or should they um, not be running at all? Or uh, Well, does it smell? How do they your, work? How, how bad is it in your house? Does it smell really bad yeah. in there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it doesn't <laughs> seem to clean up the you know, bathroom very so, well. And, and yeah, the, thing ba- that the bath fan in your kitchen. Yeah, the bath well, fan the and your hood. In the, right, okay. in the kitchen. Yeah, go ahead. It's not in the hood. It's in the wall. Right, right, right. Okay, you've got a wall-mounted unit. Okay, so Rich, go ahead. So both of those are designed to remove humidity. Yep. So if you're taking a shower, the fan should, in the bathroom should be running. And if you're cooking or boiling water, then you should have the fan in the house running or in your kitchen. But the exception there is, for the longest time, they didn't vent them outside. They just recirculated them. At that point, they're useless. Yeah. All right. But it's for humidity. Okay, so hang on a second, Peg. We're going to hit a break here. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Yeah! Uh-huh. I'm a proud owner of a cat dozer. Yeah, boy. I for real doze in my steel toes. Slope assist. Got the blades so they stay on gray. Slope indicator. Right here in the dashboard like I asked for. Enhance auto. Shift. Automatically shifting. Shift. More fuel efficient. What? Listen. What? 
Let's go. Yeah, it's six o'clock and the job is done. But I'm not going anywhere because this is too much fun. I'm reminded every time I see a precision gray that this is probably the best decision I've ever made. Yeah. When I first laid eyes on it, I knew I found the one for me. I climbed inside and sat down in the lap of luxury. It's been great in the weeks since then. Honk when you see me operating in my D6N. In my dozer, wanna be in my dozer, carefree in my dozer. Yeah, my day is over, but I stay in my dozer, lay in my dozer. I love my job because work to me is like lay in my dozer. Fresh Meat hates that song. He was turning it off the last time, so I had to play it again where he couldn't turn it off. I had to hit the dump button last time. <laughs> no, it's it not. sounds like a swear. I know, but it's not. Just to be super safe. It's all right. I, I am. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I know. I've been, I've been here once or twice. I understand. Okay. <laughs> We're Broadcasting worldwide and live, MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And uh, you can learn more at MrFloor.com. If somebody wanted a newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Oh, you just go on down to MightyHouse.net. Go to the Contact Us page. Scroll in there and just get your first, last name, email address, scroll to the bottom, and click on Boom Done. Boom Done. Excellent. Who do we got on the phone now there, Fresh Meat? Okay, we got Nick from Sandwich, Illinois. He's got a comment on Robbie's Clutter Clarity segment Ooh. about useless Ooh. utensils. Excellent. Hey, Nick. Thanks for hanging on. Are you there? Hey, good morning. Morning. Hi, Nick. I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, um, The uh, I heard you mentioning the banana slicer. Yeah. And you went right into the, um, I must have missed it. If you mentioned that apple core cutter thing, that's mm-hmm. the worst tool in the world. <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah, she said. She it's said dangerous. You... It's you can't clean it. Uh-huh. It has you know you try to clean that and there's chunks of apple stuck on the on there, right. and uh, and you don't get all the apple. You know, there's there's loss. There's loss. Right. So, I don't know. I just thought that that was uh, my wife has that, and I hate washing that thing. It's the worst. Yeah. So I just find a I find a knife and I just start. Cutting open the apple is so much better. Yes. Yeah, because when you're trying to slam down on that thing and it slides and it slips. One blade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Flip. Right. Just flip and then you cut your finger off. Exactly. It's like the bagel slicer. Well, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) The bagel slicer, I guess, is safer than using a knife because so many people go to the hospital with their hands sliced open because, you know, they hold the bagel in their hand and they cut. And then they right. just keep cutting right through. So I guess the bagel slicer is safer. Well, but, but the apple core yeah, is a dangerous know. tool. Nah. It's a useless tool and the it useless. takes up so much space in the drawer. That's yep. another problem. You just can't, you know, it doesn't fold. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to think of some other useless tools. You know, my folks got us the magic bullet, the little mini blenders. They're still in the box. Oh. <laughs> but you, you, I feel bad. Makes it easier to put in the garage. I feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> Brand new, you know. He, never, you don't have to wash it, you know. Yeah, it's still sealed. He, you don't. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't make smoothies. Then I'm going to assume. Well, see, my folks do, and they wanted to get us into making make smoothies, and uh-huh. we were thinking about it. But they do smoothies, but they got a, a regular blender because they make so much of it. You just use one blender, one blender to wash versus these, 
you know, five little cups to wash the blender. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. All right. I don't know. Cool. Well, thanks for the phone call. Thanks a lot. Happy uh, May. Yeah. Thank you. you. Thanks. There we go. Excellent. What are the useless tools you got in there? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I have to think for a second. Well, we were talking about the salad spinner, which yep. is absolutely ridiculous that people have so what many is it? of those. What's the intent of a salad spinner? To get the water off of the lettuce. So you wash your lettuce. Oh. And then you spin yeah. it. See, there's the whole problem. I, I'm not going to do that. that. Yeah. Because that you feed that to the to the cows or the pigs, you know, whatever you're going to eat, you feed that. Hey, to Ron. Them. Yeah. When was the time last time you heard that a National Recall on Porterhouse? Okay, so <laughs> the salad spinner is the sarge, size of a large bowl. Yeah. You know, so you don't need those. And then other things that you know, I get that people do clever things like um, the large company Tupperware. I don't know if I could call out Tupperware or not. Sure. But they come up with a lot of ideas like special. Tupperware containers for freezers. Yeah, the the butter spooger thing to, to, to the, so you can spread it on the, your corn. Right, uh, Rich said during the break we're not allowed to say that word anymore. Oh, okay. He said no. No, but it's a that's Tupperware made that. They came up with that. So mm-hmm. That's pretty slick. But how right. about the Tupperware containers that if you have an onion, wait, you only wait, have... I'm sorry, it's ten twenty five. The the weed eaters out now. No, that's a chainsaw. <laughs> Somebody's trimming a tree. Oh. apparently. <laughs> Sorry. So you have the Tupperware. And I was looking to lower my mic. Yeah. Container for when you have an onion, only use half of it. Yeah. So there's a Tupperware container that looks like half an onion yes. or half a tomato. Yes. I've got no. several of those. No. Yes, I do. I don't use them. The boss does, but I don't. Does she use them? Yes. Yes, because she so does. What's, so what's the alternative of lifetime supply of Ziploc bags that can't be recycled or, or put in landfills? Ouch. 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 Well, no, I mean, seriously, what, if you've got half an onion or half a t- tomato, what do you do with it? Well, where, that, where do you keep it then? Can't wrap it in saran wrap, can't put it in a Ziploc bag. She eats it. She'll eat the whole Well, lot. I guess I do put my onions in a Ziploc bag, and if I don't eat the entire onion. But it's funny because I know a lot of people who wash their Ziploc bags. Yeah. And, which, and, and hang yeah. them up. Yeah. My sister does that. Yeah. And hang them up. Yeah. I walked in and saw that. I was like, what the heck are you doing? Just I know. grab a new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then I have my husband who will like make snacks. So uh-uh. he'll, you know, just grab whatever. And they're like sunflower seeds he'll mix with like raisins or whatever, whatever. And then he has these bags all over and he keeps reusing them. Uh-huh. But they all have crumbs in there of different stuff in there. I'm like, you don't but even see, know that's was- seasoned. Uh, so then it, the seasoning just kind of just goes from one mix to the next. And then you got this really awesome, fine no, because like one day it'll be potato chips, and then yeah. it'll be something sweet. The, the bags get seasoned, like, just like your grill. When you when you're cooking on the grill, you don't really clean it because you want to have it seasoned like that, and have all those greases and fats and oils all over your grill, so that that way when you cook your next meal, it like it's just it like gets into the next. We need to invent something. What? Like a seasoned pre-seasoned snack thing? Yeah. You know. Okay. That's a good idea. All right, but, the Mighty House Trail Mix coming next yeah, to the store near you. There has to be chocolate mm-hmm. in there. <laughs> but Rich doesn't like chocolate. No, I do eat some, but I'm so not it's got to have everything that we like in it. Yes, with some dark chocolate. Right. But there are lots of like, have you can, ever? Can used... it have beef jerky in it? We, can we put beef jerky in it? <laughs> 
Have you ever seen those Tupperwares that the lid has a little pop steamer on there so that you can get steam out? Rich? Uh, uh, no. Pressure, I don't do pressure Tupperware. Cook. It, no, it's just, and it, again, that's something that people are like, oh, wow, look at this clever idea. When you're heating up foods in the microwave, you know, you put the lid on, and then you pop the little thing. No one oh, uses those. I thought that was like to burp the air out of it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so that when you steam it in the microwave, you can get, or when you cook it in the microwave so that the steam has a place. You know, there's so many of these products out there and you're like, what is the purpose of these? Hey, Rich, how many times have you used your microwave? Chef Mike, um, not too often. <laughs> 10 minutes for a tater. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it goes on the grill. That's it. It's a tater Oh, cooker. oh my gosh. How about this? And this is a family member I know who had one, a microwave potato baker. It's like, um, what? what is wrong? Like an oven mitt, you know, the material right. that an oven mitt is, yeah. but it's like in a little pouch. And so you put your potatoes in the little microwave pouch okay, and then put them in the microwave. Because? Who knows? Okay. Who knows? I know if you put, a, if you want to bake them in the oven and speed it up, you take spikes and put spikes through them. Because then the spikes get really hot and it cooks the tater from inside out faster. Ah, there you go. Microwave, so, so, oven, potato cooker. So metal spikes, you put like metal toothpicks through it. Yeah, more like, well, 16 penny nails work pretty damn good. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so I like the double-headed concrete nails. Yes. You just got to wash them once and then put them in. There you go. It's at, Here it is. It's the Express Potato Cooker Microwave Potato Cooker Bag. Perfect potatoes in just four minutes. It's six fifty at Walmart. Delicious, steamy, perfect results. Creates a steam pocket to cook perfect potatoes in the microwave in just four minutes. Cooks up to four potatoes at a time. Uh Includes one potato cooker. Well, includes one. It is one. (laughs) Great for all types of potatoes or corn on the cob or day-old bread. So, yeah, you put it in a little bag in Uh the microwave. Okay. This is not needed. Not needed. Not needed. Okay. So maybe a microwave will take the, five minutes to do a potato, but this is doing a potato in four minutes in a little bag. Okay. Because it's just taking up more space. all the time you save. <laughs> I can't even. It's like a whole minute faster. I mean. 877-711-5611. Have you seen the, the campfire marshmallow roasting sticks that rotate? You press a button and they rotate. They're battery operated? They are battery operated. Get out. Nice. Yeah. I've <laughs> seen those. <laughs> okay. If yeah. you say so. So again, this is something, it's just taking up room. So maybe it's a funny gag gift or something like that. Uh-huh. But it's just taking up room. And how many of those beer cozy or koozie? Yeah. Is it cozy or koozie, Rich? Uh, it could be either one. Koozie, cozy, doesn't matter. It's the same thing, right? I think so. How many of those do people need? <laughs> 250. That's where you live. Yeah. I uh, have probably three in every door panel in every vehicle. <laughs> and you use it because it keeps your beer colder? Or yes. you're in a vehicle, And it also so. keeps them from sweating so bad. Oh. see, but I, I also live in a place where we use them more. Yeah. And I... Uh, think we have zero of them i have never ever used one yeah and then the foam ones that take up space because they don't even fold you Uh know those those material ones that are kind of flat you Uh know those i'm like okay maybe you can have a couple but the foam ones that take up space no 
No? No. People have way too many of those. Got it. So, anyway, just at the risk of doing something that remotely related to home improvement. No, can't do um, that. Not this hour. Lumber pricing, if you haven't noticed, has dropped to levels it hasn't been at in years. Yes. And we were and expecting it, it to go the other consumers. way. Yep. We'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Why must life be so hard? Why must I fail in every attempt at masonry? <laughs> it's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Maggie Rad. That's M-A-G hyphen E-R-A-D. You can also give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. If somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Oh, just go to MightyHouse.net, click on the Contact Us page. Easier for me to say. Yeah. Uh, go just enter your first, last name, your email address, and scroll on down and click on Boom, Done. Boom, Done. Finished. Right. Like that. Right there. Mm-hmm. MightyHouse.net. Yes, Rob, exactly. You were talking about when eggs float, that's when they're done? No, when they sink. Okay. Because, Violet, thank you very much. If eggs float in water, that means they're bad. What? Yeah. If an egg floats in the water, that means it's bad. Okay. So that's just, what she says. I'm well, assuming just, she means- I just wait them. for them to sink. So, and then they must be good at that point then. Well, they shouldn't <laughs> float the to begin with. <laughs> oh, they shouldn't float to begin with. I'm trying to- So one of the other things you used to do is just to mess with people is you get a bunch of hard boiled eggs and you always got to throw at least one raw one in there. Uh-huh. That way when they think they're going to open up a hard boiled egg- they get the mess. Yeah. But you can't spin a raw egg. So you do the spin test between the two eggs, and you could tell which is hard-boiled and which one is raw. It's pretty sad that you have friends that are going to do this to you, so anytime you what have you a talk- hard-boiled egg, you're going to no, have to spin it. I have two it. brothers and a sister. We didn't do it to friends. We did it to each other. Exactly. My mom would take and put an X on, on the egg. Color all the eggs. Yeah, but she put an X on the boiled eggs and put them back. So then we would grab a pencil and grab a raw egg and put an X on it for her. <gasps> What do you mean? How? I mean, uh, Rich. When, Happy that's like, Mother's no, Day. No, that's you a, didn't. That's a no-brainer. You, of course, absolutely. That's a no-brainer. You got to do that. Are you that's still it. listening, there's no, Mom? There's no halo glowing <laughs> over our heads. <laughs> of course. Oh my gosh! The only problem yeah. is when you wanted a boiled egg, you didn't know which one to grab. <laughs> You'd go back in the fridge. Well, wait a minute. Now, which one? Yeah, which one did I do? I don't <laughs> yeah. remember. Yeah. Wow. I have a client who raises chickens, and she gave me a dozen eggs the last time I was up there with the chickens, and it was so cool. Were they brown? They were all different colors, including a green one. Oh, yeah. I've never seen a green green egg. No, but then that means the the chicken was green. I don't know. I don't know chicken husbandry. White chickens have white eggs. Brown chickens have brown eggs. So you're assuming green Chinese chickens will have green, green eggs. eggs. And, well, then, and then if you're on a farm, you can have the ham. 
You got the. I didn't see any green chickens, but I saw a green egg. Okay. So I bet it floats. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, Trixie, Andrew. Okay, I'll be right and Ron, there. Thanks. Ron, were Here you I heading come. for green eggs and ham? Yes. Here I come. Yes, of course. Would you eat those in a box with a fox? <laughs> yes. Sam, I am. <laughs> the inside wasn't That was green. one of my favorites growing up. I can't believe I forgot most of it now. Yeah. I used to know that whole thing at the end. Anyway, so if your eggs floats, that means that they're bad. So if you're okay. going to boil eggs, eggs and, they're floating? and you drop it in the water, it should sink. Okay. If it floats, it's bad. Okay. Oh, my goodness, people. All right. Okay. And what were you talking about prior to that? Lumber prices? Yes. Oh, is it they, done now? No, no, no. We, we, it, they have been dropping, but I think that's because it all the, the tariffs have gotten all settled. And what were you calling it? It's the softwood? The, the softwood lumber agreement with yeah. Canada, because that was where they were doing dumping. They were throwing lots of Canadian lumber here, which was depressing prices. Correct. And then, so then uh, <laughs> we got a little uh, issue back and forth, and they stopped shipping the lumber, plus there was that, and then... With all the forest fires out there the past couple of years, the prices have been popping up. And now they're on their way back down again, it looks like. So I remember talking six months ago. We were worried that it was going to keep going up. Right. And uh, it didn't happen. No, it's definitely gotten better. Yes. So, but, you know, it's, it's a commodity like anything else. You track it as, you know, $350 a thousand board feet. And this time last year it was pushing 600 Wow. Which has a direct effect on the cost of your addition, your new house, and yep. especially you guys where everything's frame. Exactly. Yes, Robin. Your mom is still listening. <laughs> but no, I don't know if that was from a while ago or not, but she said- I don't know if my mom's listening, but happy Mother's Day. Yeah. She said chili over macaroni and cheese was something that you guys did a lot, but not yep. in a sandwich. Yeah, we could do that too. No, that's gross. And okay, so here's what you do now. See, you, you take, you know, you, here's another Tupperware thing that you won't like. You know, the ones that you put, uh, they make hamburgers with? They're, yeah, you're supposed to get rid of those. Okay, so you make all your ground beef, you put them in, make the, freeze the patties. Instead of putting that in there, mix up, take your leftover mac and cheese and put them in there and press them in there and then freeze them. Who has leftover mac and cheese? I'm just saying, or you make them up that way. So then you freeze them. Okay. And then when you're done, you bring those out and then you deep fry them while they're frozen. And then you put those on your burger. So now you got Do you do egg wash flour or egg, you know, you can't just, you got to do a little crispy on there. Oh yeah. You could do that too. Yeah. You said you deep fry? Yeah. Put them in the, put them in the, uh, uh, the, the, the fry daddy. Yeah. You've never been any place that has deep fried mac and cheese? Yeah. Mac and cheese bites. Yeah. But I have never done it at home and that sounds good. But then I would never- ever put it between two pieces of bread <laughs> bread is the enemy See, there is there's where you yeah that's where you're falling short no yeah that's why don's so skinny oh my god now gosh. he's out cutting grass anyway yeah, there, yeah. okay so paul clark says he uses the potato pocket to steam the potatoes first then he crisps them on the grill while the meal cooks and then right we do the same. the same always want them crispy so you use that cloth steam thing in the microwave Rich? No, no, no. Poke some holes in them babies, slap them in the microwave, get them softened up, and then put just a little bit of olive oil on the outside of them, and you put them on the grill, and it gives them sort of a fried, crispy, tater skin texture. Uh-huh. 
because I eat the skin and all, because it's kind of funny. If you throw the skin in the ground, you'll grow potato plants. That white stuff is just bad for you. <laughs> so how much scrubbing do you do on your potato skins? Because if Not you're much. microwaving them and grilling them, anything bad on there is going to get sure should be right. burned away. Yeah, dirt's yeah. good for you. Yeah, some of I mean, I still are really rinse dirty. them and I use a little brush to, you know, yeah. but... Like good baking potatoes, though, are, are usually fairly smooth. You know, there's not a lot of nooks and crannies. You know, it's not like an English muffin. Right. <laughs> well, this hour is brought to you by Pillsbury. <laughs> <laughs> the the cooking store. Yeah. yeah. There we go. All right. So um, one other thing that got posted this week. I don't know if you saw that. I It, it came through on a from nest did you see the cow that was stealing the neighbors <laughs> somehow there was a loose cow yeah i i saw somebody I didn't i didn't play it but i did scroll by that yeah so what was the story there so and, you know most people have problems with deer coming and eating their plants and in mm -hmm. their landscaping this is a shot you know they must have had the camera on the garage looking at the house a cow just comes wandering through and starts eating the plants that are you know she had in the planter Mm -hmm. And so it comes up, eats the plants, looks over the fence, decides it can't can't get through the fence, and then turns around and walks past the the garage. Then <laughs> off to eat some more. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, most people they they would lose that to deer. Uh, in this case, right. it was it's cattle that are coming through their yard. So nice. That was pretty interesting. I like it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, you have how many more minutes to get a phone call? Not Is much. Trixie on the phone That's right now? A minute yep. and a half to a uh, break, and then eight seven 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 one one five six one one. Let's give away a bubbler. You want to give away a bubbler? I do want to give away another one for somebody who comes up with a kitchen appliance that's either awesome or horrible. Eight seven 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 one one five six one one. That we haven't mentioned yet. Yes, that's either awesome or horrible. And of course, Trixie walks out. So perfect time. Yes. She's got 30 So seconds. let's just light up the phones because Trixie's not here. And then we get yep. to scream at her and be like, and, Trixie, yep. get back to work. Uh-huh. She likes that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves being told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe this is the wrong place for Trixie if she doesn't like us telling her what to do. Yes. That's true. There's also one other thing. When you're uh, a little flashing tip, you know, for your roof. Oh, I saw that. So did you understand why the picture was... Because you said, or Will said, that the uh, the flashing goes underneath Correct. the shingles. Correct. So, like, if you have a piece of flashing that goes around a pipe or your and flashing chimney, is just aluminum, a piece of metal. Tin. It could it could be um, it could be anything. It could be a piece of plastic sheets. Um, it can be aluminum, like you said, galvanized copper, uh, but it slides underneath the shingle. So you still have to put it on. Like you're shingling. So then as you would be shingling up the roof, as soon as you get to that pipe, you slide over the flashing kit and then you keep shingling up to it so that that way, as the water comes down, it just, it lands on top of whatever the next piece is. In this case, there's a picture of a piece of flashing. They just nailed it to the roof, which is great, but you know, the water comes Ooh, down, it hits that, that and, go, and goes right underneath the flashing. So it goes right underneath the shingles, right? It goes, well, no, it goes underneath the flashing because they had put the flashing on top of the shingles. And so it's never, it's, it's just going to leak. Mm. Right. Not, it, there's no way for it not to, you know. That's all right. The new 2020 codes will change a lot of that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because there you're going to have to be uh, 
you're going to have to design things with durability in mind. Oh. So the new code will require you to design a wall assembly so that no part of it can fail prematurely, which is then going to require extra testing by manufacturers. Got it. So if you got, you know, framing plywood and you get that water barrier, if that water barrier is not good for 50 years, then because your stucco is on the outside or your mm -hmm. siding might be, but any components. So you got to design for durability now. Excellent. Our well, buddy. Go ahead. I was going to say, our buddy Mark wants to know what a spooger is. The, the butter spooger. Thank you. There you go. There's your answer. It's a butter spooger. It spooges butter out onto your corn. Mm -hmm. So, what? <laughs> Nothing. It I'm does. just saying. You know what would be cool is if they could put uh, butter in a caulk tube so you could just use your caulk gun. And then that way you go and put the butter on. Yeah, but then it comes out in a line. No, no, no because they, they could make the tip on the, on the tube wider. So that way it just lays down a nice bead of butter right on your corn. What do you think? I think we need there's to our, invent something. There's our new invention there, first right. me. And the little corn cob handles yeah. should be like... Twist in? No, like motorcycle grips. Oh, see, there mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking like little ears of corn. Yes, they need to be motorcycle yeah. grips or screwdriver handles or something. There you go. <clears throat> they need to be shaped like screwdrivers. Yes! <laughs> we'll be back. The house will return. You see this hammer in my hand? Yeah, I'm gonna find that sad finder. What does it look like? And a level. And it digs into What is a level? level? Don't you know what a level is? Yeah, it's something you advance to in a video game. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And a new kitchen, new bath, new addition. The brand new Niles Design District has everything you need to renovate your home. Nearly 10 home improvement businesses offering expert advice, competitive pricing, and superior products are on Milwaukee Avenue in Niles. Check them out at NilesDesignDistrict.com. All right. And uh, let's see. I think that's I it. Some, I got something for you. No, but Go so ahead. Bob responded back with, like, news media doesn't like to report stuff and what's actually happening. So... You know, like, we should have solar in Florida, you know, the Sunshine State. Yeah, but the, you guys, no, it's not good. Well, no, I, our controller in our company, she just put a, a big array on her house. Oh, yeah? It was, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. Yep. She got her federal tax credit. Her financing is based on the federal tax credit and the balance. Right. But nobody told her that the government has five years to give her her money. What? So she now has... To come up with fifteen thousand dollars for January, or else her more her payment on her system will then go up, and it will be higher than her old electric bill. Back up, back the back bus up. up. The federal government will hold the yep. money. Is that what you're saying, or yeah. the state does? No, we don't have any state income tax or anything, so we have nothing to claim. Our federal. Well, you just write it off on your next tax bill. They only do. They only gave her five thousand dollars out of the twenty. Because that maybe that's all she had to write off. But then, and so then next year she can do more. They're not going to, they're not going to give her the full amount. They'll only write it down to, so that you don't have to pay taxes. But and that's then, what I always thought. And then, then whatever. So if you, if you zero but out your tax I, bill, then next year, if you've know, got left so, over, you carry it. You got five yeah. years to carry it over. Correct. But that's where the problem lies. They didn't give her the decrease like she was expecting or the way it was explained to her. <laughs> got it. 
So instead of getting a larger refund, they limited her to the five, but now she's short for paying down the, the right. loan amount. Because that's all she owed. So, But that does create an issue. So here, here's the lesson. Never let your solar installer do your taxes. <laughs> or explain how this is going to work. Exactly. You know, you get to write it off. Um, right. But yeah, it's not like they send you a check. I get that. Correct. So, but if you're t- if uh, you get to the end of the year and your tax bill is twenty five hundred bucks, and you put five thousand dollars worth of solar on it, well, the twenty five hundred comes off of that solar bill, and then you've got twenty five hundred to carry over to next year. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that works. And then in, in next year, if you only had a thousand dollars that you had to pay. Then a thousand comes off that twenty five hundred, and you're going to carry over fifteen hundred to the third year. Right. So where, I, where I'm going with that though is that her payback period, or what they had told her, she would be, you know, you won't have electric bill right now. She's happy. She does not really have an electric bill. Right. Obviously, she's generating tons of electricity, but it's the financing on the system that's going to kill her. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where it's still a little off. Right. And. I don't, I'm trying to think, none of the systems I've installed have been financed. People yeah, just Yeah, I think for, that's one of the other, well, this guy's cash. selling her free electric. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was how it was presented. Yep. And explained. So they didn't explain it very well. Well, or not, apparently not. And she's an accountant, so you would think she would know the difference too, but. Right. Well, she should have been able to check into what the. Well, that's what always bothers me when you take somebody like that, that you would think it'd be fairly easy knowledge to call them out, but didn't. So, I don't know. <laughs> but if she never runs into it, then that might be part of the tax code she doesn't know, but... Well, that I wouldn't argue, but... Because you probably exactly. don't do that very often down there, but most yeah. accountants wouldn't know that. They would have to look it up, and I mean, I guess that's where... She failed as well, not look, and, and not I don't know how much up. of that is because of the change in the tax law this year. Um, the solar, ha- you know, like me, I'm one of those people has my all my receipts in the book and everything's right. all squared away. I don't need any of that anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Um, but it's up until 2020. After that, they start reducing it. So yeah. you're getting the 30 percent of your installation cost until 2020, and then it starts rolling back. So this is the last year. That you can mm-hmm. do that. Take the full 30% deduction. It's a weird situation, though. Like, the only way to take advantage of the tax credit is to have paid a bunch in taxes that you can claim against. Right. Exactly. Have a have a, a large um, a tax bill. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or if you didn't have enough taken out of your check over the year, you know, mm-hmm. do something no, like that. that. Yes. So then you would owe. Are you okay, Robbie? Mm-hmm. Just listening to you guys. Falling asleep. Have yep. no clue what we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> but that's Just okay. a warning for people to considering getting a solar array. Yeah. To be very, you know, to make sure you're dealing with somebody that you can trust and then you can talk to your accountant and get it all figured out properly. Yes. And if you're in Illinois, there's also the new, uh, they've got new uh, state funding for it too. So you'll get... You get paid Is that what your- they're going to use the new $0.25 cent a gallon gas tax for? Yes. Hmm. Well, oh, and then there was uh, there was talk of raising licensing for EVs, electric vehicles, to $1,000 per year for plates. Really? Sure. They don't, they don't pay any tax. They don't pay any gas tax. Fuel tax, right. 
So how do you, how do you, that's re- the whole point of getting an EV. <laughs> yeah, I know. But so then how do you get there? How do you get your money to fix the roads? Because that's well, all coming from the gas. Within tax. the next ten years, everything will be a, a tollway anyway. Yeah, that's true. And that, a tollway is supposed to get their money from everybody driving on it, whether you're in a gas-powered or an EV. Right. So, that's. I, mean, I would agree with the the theory that you know an EV is still damaging the roads and everything, but they're not exactly spending anything to fix anything. Right. Well, the bridge over to Plains River in Joliet doesn't it say cross at your own risk now? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, they've they've doing a lot of work around here lately, and uh, well, it's because you went from winter to construction season. Yes, so I mean, I've lived up there a long time. I know how it works. You know. Right. So it uh, it's coming down. I've just I, that was something that was floated out there, and I'm, all the EV people obviously went nuts. So yeah, depends. You know, I don't blame them. You'd have to average out. You know uh, how much. You know, how many miles you drive, how much gas you do, and then how much of a tax bill you would have gotten paid well, for the gas Well, you'd have to equate tax. it based on fuel economy. Right. Yeah. If my car gets 200 miles to the gallon, then you can do the math on it based right. on what that would be per year because the average driver is 12000 Yeah. I guarantee it ain't $1,000. No. No. Probably not. So, there you go. Bad. Yeah. I don't know. Something that got floated, like I said. So... Uh, it's time to go home, guys. Yes. Man. It is. But I like hanging with you guys. Well, then we'll do it again next week. How's that sound? Okay. All right. Make it. We'll make it a date right now. Deal. Next Saturday at 7 a.m. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. How's On that? many stations. All across the nation. Yeah. All right. Oh, and the world. <laughs> Podcasts and previous oh, shows yeah. available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, and iTunes, and Fresh Meat has them posted already. SoundCloud and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find Just them all at Mighty hours. House. Yep. <laughs> uh, he did it in 20 minutes Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net And on our Mighty House YouTube channel Which are also already posted So he's got it there Conversation continues all week long on Facebook and Twitter If somebody wants a newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Again, just go to MightyHouse.net Click on the Contact Us page Put in the first and last name, your email address Scroll on down and click on Boom Done And you'll be all set up All right, you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. We're also on, what's that new thing? The Instagram thing also that all those kids are on today. So you can follow us on Instagram too. Uh, You can look for our show sponsors at MightyHouse.net. Just click on the Mighty House team page. Next week, we're going to have Elliot Richardson from SBAC. We'll have another Mighty House tip of the week and clutter clarity. In between that, we'll be taking your calls. Thanks to Mr. Floor and for everybody that's uh, called in today. And uh, for Trixie, Fresh Meat, Rich Cowgill, and Robbie Earhart, and the entire Mighty House team, I'm Ron Cowgill. Keep it square and level. Until 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 next next Saturday. Saturday. Thank you. All right. See you next week. If you have any questions during the week, you can always post them on Facebook and Twitter. Join us next Saturday for more home infotainment. Mighty House is a square and level media production. Mighty House.